salary is the drug they give you when they want you to forget about your dreams. Welcome to the Corporate Dropout Podcast. I'm your host, Alacia Citro. If you're sick of the corporate hamster wheel and looking to feel inspired and empowered to live a high vibe life as your own boss, you're in the right place. Dare to drop out in three, two, one. Before we start the show, I want to tell you about the business I'm launching. Do you have a business idea, but you don't know where to start? Or maybe you've started your own business, but you know there are boxes you need to check when it comes to taxes, finance, legal protection, marketing, and more. Same. That's why I founded Thea Collective. Named for the Greek goddess of light, Thea was created to light the path for entrepreneurs. We have the community, courses, and connections that will help every entrepreneur quantum leap and avoid costly mistakes. Learn from experts across professions and get the blueprint you need for your business. Text biz, that's B-I-Z, to 949-577-8709 or head to thea-collective.com to learn more. Hello, friends. Today, I'm interviewing Lauren Romero, viral TikToker and founder of Pink Door Agency, a full-service social media management and digital marketing agency. After becoming a corporate dropout in December 2019, she launched her agency in April 2021 and has seen massive success in less than a year. She's also a wife, mom of two, and makes some of the funniest TikToks you'll ever see. Lauren, thanks for coming on the show. Thank you so much for having me. We connected a couple of weeks back, loved your energy, loved the conversation. So I'm excited to dive in today. So I always like to start off each interview with a little bit of background. So tell us about your career leading up to your dropout moment and how it set you up for success with Pink Door. Absolutely. So I was working, I'm out here in Las Vegas and I was working for a travel magazine based here in Las Vegas. And I did marketing, advertising, events. And from there, uh, you know, I, from being on the advertising side, we just kind of saw magazine sales going down, magazines, industry going down, and it was harder and harder to get a sale, to stay relevant in that space. And before I knew it, the, the job was closing down after many, many years. Our owner was older. His kids didn't want to take over the business. And I found myself in December 2019, seven months pregnant and being called into a meeting that the company was closing. We were all laid off. And I remember being the only one in the room that was relieved. And I should have been the most stressed because I was seven months pregnant. I already have a son. And, you know, I'm in this situation where I didn't know my next move. I never thought that it would lead me to where I am today. But between that blessing of being let go of and from a job that was, you know, so stale and not going anywhere. I was just comfortable. I was showing up every day for the paycheck and wasn't really making a difference. And then I had my daughter in March of 2020, and we all know what happened there, but it was a reset. And I'm so thankful that I had 2020 to really kind of look back and say, what do I want to do? What am I good at? What do I enjoy? What's my passion? And at the same time, I was surrounded by a husband who was trying to start his own business. And I kind of immersed myself into that as well with him. And being on the creative side of that, helping him design logos and branding and marketing, I realized I really love this. I really love the creative side. I really love marketing. And, you know, on lockdown, like most of us, I just started playing around on social media too. I had done social media at my magazine job, but on a smaller scale. And I just 
took myself off of private on January 2021 and just started putting up videos and joined this crazy thing called TikTok. Watched TikToks for three months um, until March of 2021. And then I started putting them out. I had no direction. I had no plan. Just started putting it up. And then also at the same time, taking social media courses on the individual platforms with Facebook, with Twitter, learning straight from the app, how they work, how to advertise. And also at the same time, seeing what videos were going viral on TikTok. And then shortly after that, I went viral in May of 2021. I don't remember any gray area. I remember having 17 followers one day and then now where I am today with almost 100,000 and it was overnight. And once that picked up speed, I said, wow, this is what I'm good at. This is what I love to do. I love making videos. I love sharing my life on social media. And then clients started flooding in from there. I really honestly thought I was going to start the agency and run my husband's businesses that he was about to launch. And that's not how it really went. Myself, putting myself out there and doing my own social media was probably the best marketing that I could do. Look at this girl. She started with 900 Instagram followers and now she's here. And then she started with 17 TikTok followers and now she's here. So between that and just putting it out there, hey, I'm a full service social media agency. I can help you. I can post your content for you. I could take one thing off your plate as a business owner. I had no idea that the need was so high for that. And here we are today. Pink Door is going to come up on one year old uh, in April of this year. So, so thankful. When we talked a couple of weeks ago, I was impressed by a few things. One, how quickly you got, you, you said almost to the point of not being able to take on any more clients because you have such a full book of business now, right? I mean, that in and of itself yeah. with no prospecting, you told me, because it was all attraction marketing, them coming to you, which is wild to me. It um, is crazy. Yeah, super impressive. I have never cold call. I've never reached out to anybody so far. Not that I'm against it. It just took off so quickly. I didn't even have a website. I still don't have my website like perfect and beautiful yet. And I just went for it. I just started. And I think that that's like the biggest tip I can give anybody is to just go for it, to just start. I started and it took off so fast. And I thought, I can't, I can't start. I don't even have a logo. I, I don't even have a website. But clients didn't care. They were seeing results. They were happy with me. And that's how it happened. And it happened so quickly. And we're very thankful we haven't run any advertising. We haven't had to reach out to many people. And myself, uh, being on social and showing who I am and showing my work has been the best marketing tool for the agency probably does a really good job of qualifying clients beforehand too. Like anyone who's reaching out to you, they feel like they really know you because you are being so real and raw and funny on there. So it's not like you need to close them. Like they they come to you knowing that they want to hire you. Yes, it is nice. And it's nice that they accept me for the hot mess mom that's on the internet making funny videos for who I am because that's who I am. So they know... They know if I'm like that on there, I'm going to be honest and real. And they know that I'm, I really have their best interests at heart because I talk on my page all the time how I'm here to help. I'm here to help small businesses. I'm here to help 
people looking for their passion, people that don't know how to get started. I'm here to tell that story. And that's why I'm so thankful you had me on today is because you really stand for a lot of things that I stand for as well. Oh, yeah. When we met, there was just a lot of synergy, I would say. Um, So yeah, it's great to have you on and for other people to hear your story too. The other thing about your story too, that I think is so amazing, at seven months pregnant, your job going away and you being the only one in the room that was calm. Can you talk a little bit about how you were able to have that presence of mind and that wisdom that it was all going to be okay? Because so many people want to leave their jobs. 75 million, I believe, left their jobs in, in 2021, but many don't know how to do it or they're just terrified to. So what was that like for you? Oh, well, I mean, I didn't, I wouldn't say that there wasn't any fear. There was a little bit, of course, but I just knew that I should be doing more and I I could be doing more. And in, in that room, I felt bad. I was sitting next to some single moms. I was sitting next to somebody else who was pregnant. I was sitting next to somebody who was just about to buy a house. And I felt bad that I looked at all of them. I said, we're going to be okay. This is going to be okay. We're, we're going to go do something great next. And um, it wasn't easy, but I have such a support system around me, my husband being the biggest one, saying, oh, you know, you needed to get out of there. You were so comfortable. You come home every day stressed out that it's harder to get sales. You don't, you see the company struggling. I saw so many red flags and I wasn't the one that was going to walk away first. So it gave me the push that I needed. And I started looking into all the things that I wanted to do. And for the first time, I was so connected to what these classes I started taking for social media, to making and editing videos. I was so connected to it. And it brought out a side of me where I didn't have that at the magazine. And I loved being able to wake up and do what I wanted to do, balance everything the way I wanted to do it. And that type of freedom is something that only entrepreneurs know. And once you feel it, you can't really go back to making money for somebody else or giving your 100% hustle to somebody else. So once I started getting into it, I said, I I can't go back. I can't give this drive that I now have to somebody else. I'm going to give it to me and myself and my business. And I know we're going to be okay. As long as I keep this up, we're going to be okay. And once I say... I'm going for it, especially on the internet and especially on social media. I'm, I'm have too much pride to stop. I said, okay, we're in this. We're going. I said, we're doing this. I am making reels. People think I look crazy. Reels were like a very new thing when I was doing them. I said, I'm out here. People don't understand what I'm doing. So I have to show them what I'm doing. I have to keep showing up. And it was that drive, I think, that made me know I'm going to be okay. I'm going to do this. Are you comfortable telling the story that you told me about the psychic too? And did that play into you being more calm? (laughs) Yes. Yes. So absolutely. Well, like we said, our stories are very similar. So I was actually diagnosed with a rare pregnancy condition where my daughter only had two vessel cord instead of a three vessel umbilical cord. I found that out in October, 2019 and I just needed somebody to help me process that information, to help me stay positive and teach me how to channel good energy into my daughter because 
you have a child, you know, your energy when you're pregnant and the stress around you, it goes right into your daughter. And that was another thing that helped me stay calm when I was laid off is I didn't want to put that on her. She was inside me. She was about to come out soon and nobody should have to feel that type of stress. So I went to go see somebody who is a spiritual guider and I walked in. She had no idea I was coming. She didn't have time to really comprehend what I was there for. I just showed up and was crying. My daughter was diagnosed with this condition. I don't know what to do. And she said, come here, come into this room. She cleansed me. She, you know, did all this stuff that she does. And she said, you're going to be totally fine. Your daughter is going to be totally fine. I said, well, she has a higher chance of this disease and this disease and trisomy 18 and Down syndrome. She said, she doesn't have any of that. She's going to be totally fine. And she said, also, what are you doing with your life? (laughs) Where are you working? What's going on with you? I said, oh, I work at this company. She said, you won't be working there for long. And I thought that maybe she meant because I was about to go on maternity leave. Maybe she was seeing that. I said, oh, yeah, I I plan on taking some time off for maternity leave. And she said, no, 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 you're not going back to that job. And you're going to be great and you're going to be just fine. And there was even actually a period where we turned over some cards. She was like reading cards. And it was a man and a woman. It was an Egyptian themed deck. They were standing together dressed in jewels, pointing at people who were building the pyramids of Egypt. And she said, this is your card because that's what you're going to do. That's you. That's your husband. You're building an empire and you're going to be very successful. So I think that played into it as well. I have chills. (laughs) Oh, thank you. You you didn't tell me the the pyramid thing. Oh, that gave me full body chills. Okay. So actually let's like jump forward then to, to you and your husband, both becoming entrepreneurs around the same time and what he's building and how it, how it is being married to a new entrepreneur also. Like it's stressful with just me doing it. I can't imagine with two. So share all about that. He, so he has always been, his name is Eddie. He started a tequila company right now, but he's about to launch a few other things. He's always been in the alcohol industry. He's worked for brands like Patron and Stoli and Boston Beer Company, which is Sam Adams and Truly. And he's been in it, I believe, a 12 years he was doing it. But he has always wanted a side income. He wanted always to have his own things. So it started with investment properties. I saw him start doing that. And he really excelled at it. He was amazing. And then he got into the Airbnb space when it wasn't that popular. And it wasn't a thing that a lot of people were doing. And when he started doing that, he was a very private person. Not a lot of people knew. And he would tell you know one or two people and then they'd start calling him for advice. How do I do that too? How do I do that? And I said, you have this gift where you not only teach yourself things, but you enjoy sharing them with others and you enjoy starting things. And I, I always said to him, you should be have your own thing. You should be an entrepreneur. I knew that he would never fully be satisfied in life unless he went and launched something big. I just always knew that. So he had this idea while he was still employed that he wanted to start a beverage company. And it started with one concept, which we haven't launched and he hasn't launched yet. And it morphed into something else. And that's something else important too. Sometimes when you set off on a journey, it leads you into a different direction. Sometimes the path, you know, so in the middle of 
a concept, some other opportunity was given to him and he started a tequila company, which launched very recently, just within the last month and it's taken off and he's seen great success already. But as far as working together and both being entrepreneurs at the same time, I mean, I would be lying if I said it wasn't stressful. There's highs, there's lows. I'm thankful that he's a very patient person. It takes a lot to get him worked up. And so when things kept happening during COVID and things kept happening with shortages and delays and, you know, you couldn't even find cardboard at one point. You couldn't find the cork for the tequila bottle at one point. He just would brush it off, move to the next thing, move to the next thing. And being around that every day and seeing him just, you know, take hit after hit, starting his own thing and it taking twice as long as they anticipated, cost three times as much as they anticipated and seeing him just take it and digest it and move on and not let it, you know, ruin the dream or the end goal helped me too, because I've had, you know, setbacks in my own thing too. So seeing how to process that has helped. He's so driven that it, it just it wears off on me and it has turned me into a totally different person now in the last two years since 2020, being around him and being around that energy, it really helps. And I'm totally different than I was when I was in corporate. I'm a totally different person. Isn't it amazing how we can evolve in such a short period of time? I mean, I feel like 2020 cracked many of us open, including me. And and you even said that you reinvented yourself. But gosh, picking the right mate is so important. Like if you're not, if you don't choose to marry someone who's going to lift you up and grow with you and help you evolve, I think it can be really challenging to take the kind of risks that you are and, and to go and, you know, spread your wings. So that's, uh, I, I love hearing about couples like you. Let me ask you too. So... You know, a lot of the time when people are wanting to leave their job, it's like, all right, I got to have my exit plan. What did you do, the two of you, in order to plan for that exit when you're both going out on your own? I would imagine that that would make it a little bit more complicated. So what did that process look like? Oh, definitely. We are fortunate where I mentioned we had the rental properties too, and we have always been living below our means. So we have things all aligned, you know, saving for a rainy day kind of situation. But he looked at me when he started his own thing and he said, he said, if I have to risk it all, are are you okay with that? You know, if we have to downsize, if we have to cut back on things and are you okay with me doing that? Because if not, then we have to talk about it and I'll have to come up with a different plan. And I said, no, this is what you are meant to do. This is what we need to do. And we will figure it out and we will be okay. And he's somebody, we got married super young. We got married at 23 years old and which is not common straight out of college. And getting married that young makes your parents look at you like, do you know what you're doing? Are you crazy? (laughs) And I always looked at them and I said, we are going to be just fine. He's the most ambitious person I know. He will make it happen. And I have I have no doubt in that. And I saw how hard he worked for other people in his corporate jobs. I said, oh my gosh, if he even gives 1% of that effort to his own thing. <laughs> and it's 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 led us to where we are today. And of course, I have I tell him I can't go back to that corporate life. Now that I've been doing this for a year, I, I can't go back. I will make it work 
whether I have to pivot, whether I have to take on more projects in other ways, if the agency doesn't work, for instance, or if I lose my biggest client, I will make it work. We will make this work because I can't go back to the corporate world. I have so much drive in me and so much to give to clients and to the agency and to myself on social media and elsewhere. I just know that will be fine. So a few things then to underscore, I think one of the key ones is while you have the steady corporate income coming in, use that to make more money so that you're making money while you sleep, like with a rental property. And then the other thing is like, get out of debt, live below your means. Like, did you, did you guys do a budget? Jeff and I have been trying to do a budget for seven years and it ha- it's finally about to happen because it has to now. But is that something that you did that helped as well? Yes, we budget. He has a degree in economics and a master's and all that. So he's he's very frugal. He's been that way his whole life. And he got me on track and got me into that life too. But I also think 2020, it, it opened my eyes and many other people's li- eyes that life has unexpected plans for all of us. So just make sure you're okay. It also taught me about the simple things and that I don't need a lot of things. I rather put money and energy into my business, into experiences with my family, into travel. We still enjoy that, definitely. But we cut back on so many ways. We cut back on so many things and it brought out a a much simpler side of us. And we've been living that way since 2020 happened too. Yeah, I, I need to get on that train. I definitely like the finer things, but you know, they've, they've done, um, I don't know if you'd call them studies, but they've looked at people that live in third world countries and how they tend to have a much higher like happiness score than us over here in the first world with all this stuff, you know, and the nice cars and the fancy houses. So it really kind of shows you really don't need that much to be happy as long as you got a roof over your head, family, food, water, you know, that's, that's kind of what it's all about. So I'm trying to walk that walk, but that's hard. <laughs> it's, it's definitely hard. It's definitely hard. Especially when, yeah, you know, when you like to look good and, you know, be a little bougie as uh, my husband calls me, which is true. I won't deny it. <laughs> All right. So talk to us a little bit about how you got started with Reels and TikTok, how you started going viral. So um, three months in, you started getting millions of views. Then you had one that went viral to 16 million views. So like walk us through like what that looked like, how that progressed and any like tips that you would have for people that are looking to grow their presence there. And I know we're diving more into that on the business tip episode too, but um, give us a preview. Yes. So I spent a lot of 2020 taking the courses and the classes to get certified on the individual social media platforms. So I took Facebook Blueprint. I took, and by the way, if anybody wants to take those, they are free up into the point of getting certified. There's so many resources out there. We live in a very great day and age where you can go learn a lot of things for free on YouTube, on these courses. There's so many. So I would be a mom during the day, put them down. And the second they put them down for a nap or at the end of the night, that is when I would just totally consume myself with learning. And in the midst of it, in January 2021, I took myself off of private on Instagram with 900 followers. And that was exactly a year ago, I guess. And then also joined TikTok. I had been hearing about it forever. I'm so late to the game, but I said, if I'm going to run social media for companies, and if I'm going to be a resource for companies, I need to learn this app. 
So after much kicking and screaming, I joined TikTok, which is funny now looking back. And I always thought it was a, a dance platform. I always thought it was something that you had to be, you know, 16 years old to enjoy. Went over there, watched for three months, just watched what was working, what wasn't working, what went viral, why did it go viral, and really studying. And then also watching social media people give out these amazing free tips and tricks and things I never knew. And I said, wow, the best way to describe TikTok is, is it is like a Pinterest YouTube. They got together, they had a baby, and out came TikTok. You can go on there and find anything that you are passionate about or that you want to learn more about or that you're interested in and watch a video on it, 30 seconds, 60 seconds. And I was like, I started off watching, wow, look at these people organized, look at them clean. They were teaching me a ton of things and just watched for three months. And then in March, 2021, I put up my first video. It's just me and my son cooking. And then I didn't know what I was doing. I, I would just show random stuff. Uh, I've always enjoyed making videos. So that's always been a passion of mine. I was known for making videos in my friend group. If someone was getting married, I was in charge of making the slideshow and the video that they play. If we went and did a bachelorette party, my gift to them afterwards was all these videos and back then burned to a CD and then I'd mail it to their house <laughs> of the entire weekend. And I was the one in college with the Sony digital camera at the clubs, always. So I think to them, it's the funniest of where I am now because they've been there from the beginning. And these videos were always a thing. I was always in their face, capturing their best moments, their worst moments. And they were like, I cannot believe that that turned into where you are. So I started making these videos in March, 2021. And then I noticed that the ones I put out that were funny were doing better. And so I realized the app... A lot of people that are on there are there for a laugh and they're into humor. And the shorter videos were doing well for me. And the videos that were set to music that was trending started doing better for me. And I would I would take note of all those things. And then I would do just real life stuff. And I actually had a situation where I had just started dating my husband. My husband's from Venezuela and his family's very fabulous. And they always look amazing. Like they're about to go to a, the Met Gala at all times, but I didn't know that. So I showed up, <laughs> I showed up to a casual barbecue. I'm doing air quotes, a casual barbecue that my husband said, it's just a barbecue in the backyard. Come, come on by. So I wore flip-flops, jean shorts, and a tank top. And I walked in and they were dressed like it was, it was the Grammys. They were in heels <laughs> and dresses that I would wear out to a nightclub. And they just were like, hello. And I'm like mortified. And I made that into a video. And it, I, that honestly is one of my favorite ones, by the way. Thank it's you. It's so, so funny. <laughs> thank you so much. And we had friends coming over. It, I put it on Memorial Day weekend. That's the only reason that the date sticks so much too, is we were hosting friends over for Memorial Day weekend. And the friends said, we're going to be a few minutes late. And I said, oh, you know what? I already have my hair and makeup done for, for my friends. Let me just go shoot this really quick. I think I shot that in five minutes. And I'm running around these fabulous outfits. And my husband's looking at me like he's crazy. And I throw it up. 
on TikTok and I don't look at it because everybody was coming over. Very ironic, but someone who was coming over works for Instagram. So I didn't want to make a big deal out of TikTok and the fact that I just put one up, but my husband throughout the party kept going, you're at 6 million, you're at 7 million, you're at 8 million. But to be respectful of her and where wow, she was. And one afternoon. One afternoon. And I Googled Whoa. what what makes you, what's the definition of viral? It says if you reach 5 million within, you know, a few hours or something like that. And I said, oh my gosh, that's what I did. And then it got up to 16.1 million. And that's really where it took off. And that's when I learned I have all these people captivated right now and I need to jump on it and I need to keep going. And that's not the time that you take a break. That's the time that you go even harder because that's, they're coming. You have their attention. You have them coming to your profile to follow you, give them more, give them more. So I went super hard. I was putting out two or three a day just trying to keep the momentum going, ride the wave. I had the TikTok algorithm on my side. So I went for it. And at the same time, my Instagram was growing too. I took myself off private. I said in January and by my birthday, which is in July, I wanted the goal of that 10,000 uh, followers so I could get that swipe up. So that was my goal. And I reached it, I believe a week before my birthday. So in seven months over there, I, I got up to 10,000 and it was just consistency that got me there. You know, some of my videos were amazing. Some of them not so great, but I would just show up every single day and put something up every day. And it's those ones where I didn't brush my hair that took off. Yeah. Like the ones that you film in the shortest amount of time are the ones that do the best. It seems like that's always Absolutely. how it is for me. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So when people ask, how did this happen? I, I said, I'm not... I'm not editing them all crazy. I'm not a professional videographer. I am just showing up every day and I'm turning real life things that happen to me. I have a notes pad in my phone where I jot down, my husband will eat the Thanksgiving food two days before Thanksgiving that I had in my refrigerator. And I said, it's, I started yelling at him and then he says, well, that should be a TikTok. <laughs> so I hear him. <laughs> I hear him cooking and uh, all the all the croissants that I had saved for Thanksgiving. That should be a TikTok. Any idea I come across, I'll be driving, something will happen. That should be a TikTok. So I have a notes in my phone where I save those. I also come across memes on social media, on Instagram. And I say, I think I could act these out into a funny video. So I, I do say like TikTok and, and Reels are the new memes. They're a video version of a meme. Yeah, I feel like you start thinking in reels and TikToks when you make it a habit to be consistent. Like everything that happens like, oh, yeah, that could be a reel, that could be a TikTok. So I interrupted you earlier because I got so excited about the fact that you hit 6 million in an afternoon. What did the friend from Instagram say? Did she? Did you end up telling her when she was over? <laughs> uh, I think I mentioned just once, oh my gosh, I have this video that's taking off, but we didn't get into specifics. And... I was actually, at that point, um, I was giving her tips. I said, well, you know, they do this better over on that pl platform. They do this better over on that platform. And no, she totally left that day. And it's funny because I still give her credit. I said, if you weren't late, running late, I would have probably <laughs> not shot it. I, I don't know. If you, kept, if you get me in the right moment, I'm creative and I'm ready and I already have hair and makeup, it 
done, which is not often. I'm I'm ready to shoot. But if she would have probably shown up on time, you know, who knows? Who knows? So we joke around about that. But everything happens for a reason, right? And then I yes. And then I had another one where it was Mother's Day and I did a joke how all we want to do is be left alone. And I was nervous about that one. That one took off and I was nervous because I know it's a blessing and very hard for people to become mothers now. And I was very nervous to say on Mother's Day, I wanted to just be left alone, drink wine, eat pizza and take a nap. And people took it great. <laughs> it was it was great. I was so thankful because you just never know. You never know. So that's when I realized when those two hit, okay, I have to be the funny girl. I've never really been that funny. I'm not the funniest in the room by far. Really? But I'm able- I am not. No. <laughs> no. Well, that surprises me. I think that I was able to kind of master how to uh, act out these scenarios in nine seconds. And I was able to, you know, make a, I didn't care what people would think. So I was able to fully just let loose if, it, if I looked like a fool or whatever it may be. I was okay with that. And tell a story in nine seconds is very difficult. I have friends who are a thousand times funnier than me and I urge them to be on TikTok and it just doesn't work. It doesn't work. And it's because there's this little thing that you need where you're able to get your entire story. You have to storytell in nine seconds to a song and with quick eye movements and make people laugh without words. I, I, don't, I rarely speak in mine and I have to make people laugh through just acting. It's basically acting. So it's, it's, been, it's been a challenge in a good way though. Let me ask you something else too. Do you ever feel like you are now pigeonholed into being like the funny girl? Like, are there other things that you want to do reels on or TikToks on, but you're like, eh, you know, I don't know if that'll land because that's not why people are following me now. Do you ever feel constrained by that? I do. I feel constrained with more so the Hispanic daughter-in-law or the Hispanic family and I'm the daughter-in-law content. I see that as a portion of my life, but it's not my whole life, but it is what TikTok loves. My Instagram Hmm. crowd loves the mixture of things, but over on TikTok, if I I just put out what it's like being married to a Hispanic man every single day, I would probably have endless amount of followers, but I make it a rule to myself that that's not all who I am. I see the views when I do it. And it is tempting because I know I can go just do that all the time. But it is something that, no, I want to show us doing a challenge of drinking water, drinking tequila. No, I want to play on the fact of Thanksgiving or a holiday or my kids doing something funny. So I do what I want to do, definitely. I don't really let the follower number impact me to that extent, but I do love reading the comments and the suggestions. Those most of the time will lead to my next concept and my, my next video. So I do love reading those, replying with a video format and letting people kind of guide me where they want to go, but then also staying true to myself too. Yeah, it's definitely a mix. I mean, I feel like there must be a really big market for the like ethnicity stuff because there's this couple I follow. It's like a total like white American girl married to a guy who is like immigrated from Italy. You might have even seen their stuff. It's so funny. I mean, maybe I think it's funny too because I'm Italian and it's just like so relatable. 
But I mean, I could do stuff like that with with Jeff because we have real, I think it's really funny banter, but I would just get so bored with that. So I, I think it's great that you're not like allowing yourself to just do that and to branch out and stay true, even though you could be, you know, going crazy viral every video if you just did the Hispanic content. <laughs> If I lived near my mother-in-law, it would be game over because we would just be on there all the time and putting out stuff. But yeah, I I have been able to just put up a video and walk away and however well it does, it does. It it doesn't impact my day. I had to teach myself that though. And there's friends of mine that I encouraged to join TikTok that it wasn't healthy for them. And I've had to tell them maybe they need to take a break or maybe it's just not their thing because they become obsessive about the likes, the views, the comments. And it's something that I'm for, I'm fortunate too, where I'm just too busy to sit there and get worked up over what they say in the comments. I just don't have time. And yeah. that helps. That helps being a content creator because if you, if you don't know how to turn that off and just go back to real life and not let it emotionally affect you, then it's going to be hard to keep going. It's going to be hard to not be consumed yeah. about it because it's a crazy world. It's a very crazy world. And people on TikTok are pretty savage. I feel like Instagram, they're pretty polite for the most part. But when I had a video, well, I guess I can't call it viral because it didn't do 5 million views in a day. <laughs> you can call but, it um, whatever you man, want. <laughs> some of the comments there was like, <laughs> well, viral for me. But yeah, it got like... Uh, almost 900,000 views and people were like shredding me. It was me telling my corporate dropout story. And I was like, wow, people on TikTok don't play. So yeah, you definitely have to be, I think, um, separated from any type of like external validation when you go on those platforms. Like it can't be about the likes, can't be about the positive comments because <laughs> that's not always going to happen. No, it's not. I don't know if you've put up reels around Facebook either. They're even worse than TikTok over there. Facebook... They oh, say, really? Oh, yes. Facebook, they say whatever they want to say. <laughs> it's been, at least over on TikTok, they, they get the trends, they get the humor, they get that I'm not, you know, everything I portray in a, in a video. I'm not really, you know, that far. I'm over-exaggerating for the concept and for the laugh. Facebook, it's very literal right. over there. They're not really understanding what a trend <laughs> is and all sorts of that that life. So I feel like Facebook is going to go the way of the dinosaurs. Like I don't really even know anyone that uses it anymore besides for like running ads or pages that allow them to automatically post to Instagram or for like groups that they're in. So I won't bother with reels over there. I'm glad that you told me that. <laughs> Just don't go. So final question for you, what would you say when you look back on the last year, your company having so much success, what have been the biggest, or I'll, let me rephrase, what has been the biggest challenge and the biggest, um, the biggest like blessing or great thing that kind of surprised you from being your own business owner? The challenge would be that every single day, it's up to me. I can either show up or not show up and nobody's going to say anything to me. It's been a challenge to learn that a lot of these leads and a lot of these clients have come my way because of my personal page and because of my content and because of making them laugh and producing these videos, which I am not technically getting paid for. So that was tough too, is it takes a lot of free energy, time, and hard work to 
execute a sale, which happens to everybody in everybody's business, but that's kind of how it's been over on my business and my side is there's nobody telling me to go make a TikTok today or a reel today. It's up to me to do it. And it's up to me to remind myself by doing that, I'm reaching more people and I'm going to hopefully reach the right people and hopefully reach many potential clients that way. So that was something to adjust to is the freedom part, which is both a blessing. And then also it, some people just can't handle that. I happen to be somebody who's very organized in type A and know what it takes to get from this point to this point because of the last year and I've watched it. And the biggest blessing is that I have inspired others to do this. And I've inspired a lot of mothers to maybe take social media on, on as a side career it's that they've seen the power of going from a very small follower account to now myself being where I am just from being consistent, just from shooting some videos and putting them up has led to a whole nother set of income from me for me from social media. And I encourage so many moms, if you're at home, take a few videos during nap time. If you are passionate about a product, feature it on your social media and talk about it and get the brand's attention. And maybe that will lead to partnering with a, a brand and collaborations and inspiring people that if you're not happy in your corporate life and if it's not bringing you happiness and if it's something that's draining you and you come home and you don't feel good at the end of the day and you gave so much energy and so much of your time to this company then walk away. And I use my platform to do that. I use my platform. I jump on my live on Instagram and TikTok a lot and try and encourage others to find what they're passionate about and follow it. So that's been the greatest joy is the stuff that I do that makes a difference because I wasn't making a difference before. And now I really do feel like I am. I take money that I make off of social media and put it towards a different charity every month. I try and give, do giveaways to mothers, you know, of ex, all these really nice, beautiful products. Instead of giving them to me, I try and do giveaways, try and do so much to give back. And that's what I think is so important for the platform and so important for the position that I'm in. And I built this community. Why not do something with it? I love that. Yeah. You know, and I, I feel like um, more and more people are going to continue leaving their jobs, seeking fulfillment, seeking impact. And I mean, how lucky are we to be alive right now with the internet? I mean, you can you can really be and do anything that you want. You just have to have to show your face and start doing it. Well, thank you, you so much for coming on. This was amazing. You're coming back on tomorrow's episode with a mini uh, mini episode business tip, five easy ways to grow your social media as a small business. So make sure you all come back for that. Lauren, thanks so much. It's been a pleasure. Oh, and before thank we you. sign off, where can people find you, connect with you, work with you? Can't forget that. <laughs> oh, thank you. So my company is Pink Door Agency over on TikTok and Instagram. And uh, my personal Instagram and TikTok is both the same handle. It's at MRS, Lauren Romero, Miss Lauren Romero. And you can DM us. You can email me, Lauren at PinkDoorAgency.com. We're actually hiring right now. So go ahead. So many opportunities, such a fun work environment, the ability to be super creative and every day is something fun and unique. Amen. That's the spice of life right there. Well, thank you again. Can't wait for tomorrow's episode and we'll see you back then. 
This episode was brought to you by Thea Collective, the learning community I founded for entrepreneurs. Text biz, that's B-I-Z, to 949-577-8709 or head to thea-collective.com. That's T-H-E-I-A-collective.com to learn more. Thanks for listening to the show. If you enjoyed today's episode, please help me get the word out about the corporate dropout by screenshotting and sharing this on social. I would appreciate it so much if you would subscribe and leave a five-star rating and review as well. And I do this show for you and I want to hear from you. So tell me, what is it that you want more of? Text me at 949-541-0951 or slide into the DMs at Corporate Dropout Official or Alicia Citro with two underscores. Until next time time.